the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Maturing beyond carnality. Next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Carnality. It's not just a problem with those who are not believers in Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul has an entire book devoted to the church and their carnality. And that's what we're looking at today in 1 Corinthians, specifically chapter 3. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we do so with this in mind, maturing beyond carnality. Join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to talk to you guys this morning about our responsibility to mature beyond carnality. Maturing beyond carnality. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 is is a great chapter. The Apostle Paul um, really is going to outline some stuff here. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and then also Romans chapter 8. All of us in this room are tripartite beings, meaning we, have, we are a spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in this shell called our bodies. Your body is not the fullness of who you are. Who you are is really what's on the inside. In fact, when you die, your body is going to go to the grave, but your spirit and soul, or if you are a believer, is going to immediately go into the presence of God, and you're going to be with the rest of the saints and the people of God. Understand that oftentimes when it comes to our, our walk with Christ, we, we, we got to make sure that we, we realize that what God is doing, it's almost like a butterfly. You're, 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 getting, you're developing from the inside out, and eventually this shell, which is your cocoon, is going is to pop off. And who you really are is going to be fully manifested in your destiny. And, and what I mean by that, your eternal state is going to be fully manifested. For all of us here, we have to keep this in mind as we're maturing, we're growing, we're becoming everything that we're supposed to become because oftentimes people spend more time perfecting the outside of the cup and the platter than they do the inside. And Jesus, when he walked through the streets of Jerusalem, he saw Pharisees and Sadducees and religious people, and externally they looked good, but internally there were issues. And so for all of us, it's the same thing. God's perfecting you from the inside out. He's developing you. He's strengthening your spirit, man. He's, from a, from a soul standpoint, your mind, will, and emotions, he's constantly uh, detoxing you from your past and from what you used to be involved in and from life. He's changing your mind. 
He's changing your emotions. He's changing your will. He's teaching you and I how to submit to his will and to give up our will for the will of God. This is all the process that we're going through. What happens is, as we're going through this process, if we don't understand it, we'll get frustrated and we'll stay stuck in a carnal state. In a carnal state. In a natural state, earthly state. And instead of allowing God from a spiritual standpoint to continue to mature us. Somebody say maturity. Maturity. All of us have to mature. We have to grow up. Growing up means I'm becoming more and more like Jesus on a day-to-day basis. Then I'm becoming more and more like Jesus. The goal is to become more and more like Jesus every day in my life. That I start to take upon his views and his ideas, the way he sees things. All this becomes my lifestyle. It becomes who I am in Christ. But like I said before, if we remain carnal... If we are, we, our spirit man has been awakened, but then we still allow our old nature and our soul to govern us, then we haven't really graduated and matured on to uh, the depths of spiritual maturity that God saved us for. We cannot die as carnal people. We're called to be spiritual people, meaning my spirit man now rules under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in my life and in me. I'm not governed by the old Napoleon Kaufman. I'm not carnal anymore. I've become a spiritual person because God has awakened my spirit man and caused me to yield to his influence. And now my flesh, my carnality doesn't get the best of me anymore. Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And remember, he's talking to the people of God. He says, And I, brethren, cannot speak to you as to spiritual people. He says, But as to carnal. He says, As to babes in Christ. So he, he, he links being a babe in Christ to what? Carnality. He's linking being babes in Christ to carnality. He's saying, you're not spiritual yet. You just got started. God's still trying to detox you. He's still trying to cleanse you up. He's still trying to, you may have come out of the world, but he's trying to get the world out of you. You may have come out of, you know, from a, you may have come out of stuff, but he's got to get the stuff out of you. The stuff that drove you to go into mess He's got to get that out of your system. And that's the process that he takes us through. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. There's nothing wrong with being a babe in Christ as long as you don't stay a a babe in Christ forever. There's a time, a period of time in the natural. There's a period of time that's allotted for infancy. And in our spiritual walk, there's a period of time allotted for infancy. But all of us got to grow up. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you got to grow up. Come on, look at the person on the other side. Say, you got to grow up. Because there's a period of time allotted to you for infancy. But we all got to mature. We've got to grow. And growing means I become more spiritual. 
my spirit man begins to control me more now under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit than my old nature did and does. Now he starts to reign within me and he starts to govern from within. Look what he says in verse 2. He says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. He says, for until now you are not able to receive it. He says, and even now you are still not able. And so even when it comes to and I love Apostle Paul because he knew that not everybody could handle the deeper things that were harder to digest at that time. He understood this. He knew this. And as your pastor, there's times, there's some things that I can, certain discussions that I can have with certain people from a spiritual standpoint around certain topics. But then some discussions don't need to be had because some stuff is milk and some stuff is solid food. And you have to know the difference. And, and having had four kids, I know the difference. You can't give, you know, a toddler or, or even a, a six-month-old, a, you know, a fried chicken. Girl, you're going to eat this. you ready to go. You're going to grow now. No, you're going to cause him to choke. And that's what happens sometimes in our spiritual walks. There's a, there's a time allotted for milk. But then all of us have to mature on to solid food. Amen? Amen? And that means that there's a process that we're going through. But at the end of the day, we have to stop and realize you can't stay carnal or a babe forever. You got to grow up. You got to grow up. You got to mature. You got to begin to eat the things that are, that are, that are going to be harder to digest. Harder to process. Harder to receive. It's easy to talk about God's love. Everybody wants that. But how about we talk about obedience? How about we talk about sanctification? How about we talk about holiness? How about we talk about things that that aren't just... Let's say it like this. How about we talk about things that are going to cost you and cause you to have to make some hardline decisions, cause me to have to make some hardline decisions. That's when we find out, do we really want to mature? Do we really want to grow? Or do we just want to remain carnal? Now listen, you can't, there's no, you cannot remain carnal forever. If you don't, anything, the moment that you stop growing is the moment that death begins to set in. Truth be told, all of us, from a natural physical standpoint, are dying. Your body is getting old. You grew to a point, as soon as you hit the pinnacle, you're going downhill, baby. All of us going downhill. I was out there running with the kids the other day, and I took off. I was playing around, but I took off and tried to take two steps real fast, and I almost pulled my hamstring. I was like, ah! Before I could just take off and run. I'm like, my goodness, I got to stretch for 10 minutes before I can run for five? (laughs) I got to stretch for 10 before I can run for five. And so what happens is your body starts to go, well, it's the same thing. For us, great, I'm grateful to God 
that earth, eternity is in our view. And from a spiritual standpoint, we, sh- we, we, can, we can grow on into eternity. But when we refuse to start to mature to the place where we enjoy the, we, the, uh, the meatier or weightier matters, then we start regressing. And we start dying. And so all of us have to stop and we have to say, Lord, don't just, I want to eat milk for the time allotted for me to eat milk and to drink milk, but I want to continue to mature. Help me to mature, God. Apostle Paul is saying this. He says in verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. He says in verse 3, for you are still what? Carnal. He says, you're still carnal. And then he starts to talk about some of the characteristics of a person that is carnal. So these are ways that we can see carnality in our own lives or in other people's lives. And it doesn't matter how spiritual we may appear, how many church services we go to, and how, how, how much we talk about we love Jesus. He says here in verse 3, for you are still carnal. He says, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, he says, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Okay? And so he says, envy, number one. This is one of the things that I think every human being, and I try to do this often in my own personal life, regardless of of any circumstances, is to make sure that I deal with envy in my own life and in my heart. Envy sees the good in another and desires that good for themselves and is willing, if need be, to cut a person down, to cut them off, and in some cases, like Cain and Abel, like Cain, to kill a person to get that good that they see in another person's life. And all of it is rooted in selfishness and insecurity in their own personal life and their walk with Christ. Envy. And it's a sign of carnality. When you don't know who you are and you're not mature enough to see that that's my father, that's my father, then what happens is we start measuring success by what we see in other people's lives and what we see other people have. Instead of just resting in who he is and what he's given us and how he's in our life. Envy is deadly. Envy will destroy relationships. It will destroy friendships. Envy will cause us to pursue somebody else's purpose and dream all because we think that it's good even though it doesn't fit you. Envy will cause us to tear another person down, to cut them down, to chop them down. It'll cause you to lie on another person. It'll cause you to cheat that person, defraud that person. Now, envy is deadly. And this is, one of the, this is one of the things in my own life. I say, Lord, keep me from envy. Everything else, keep me from envy, God. Help me. No envy in my life. I don't want to be competing with nobody else's stuff. I just want my stuff, and I'm fine. My little stuff, I just give me my stuff. And I don't, I'm not worried about anybody else's stuff. But when we start eyeing somebody else, I want that position. I don't know why they got it. They're not better than me. 
Now, now, now listen, when I'm saying this, I'm not talking about unbelievers. And he's not talking about unbelievers. Oh, I don't understand why they let her sing. When am I going to get to preach? Because I know I'm bad. Why are they driving that? They must be, oh, that, how they get the raise? Oh, they must be trying to kiss up to the boss. And our minds start going. And that carnality starts working. And the old us starts maneuvering. And, and we start telling ourselves stuff. And we start looking, we stop looking at God that can lift you up like that if he wants to. And we start looking at people. Never feel like you got to chop somebody down to cause yourself to go up. Now, let me say to you, if you lift yourself up, you got to keep yourself up. If God lifts you up, nobody can move you. Just ask Joseph about that. And all of us have to get, we got to get envy out of our lives. That's a sign of carnality. He says not only envy, he says strife. Have you ever been around a person and they're always fighting with everybody? And they may be the first, they may be the first person at church. They may be the first person that's singing hallelujah. But they mad at everybody. It's a sign that they haven't grown up. They, they know church, but they don't know church growth, spiritual maturity. And so what happens is individuals, they're, they're always striving with their strife, arguing, always fighting and wrestling. It doesn't mean that a person is a necessarily a bad person. It just means that the person needs to grow up. Everything isn't going to be your way. Everything isn't going to be, you, you, don't, you don't get to have all the toys. Can I have an amen? We don't get to have all the toys. That's what your, our ki- your kids do. They fight over the toys. That's mine, mine, mine. But mature adults, people that are maturing in Christ, we shouldn't be fighting and striving all the time. So it's amazing because if you're not careful and if I'm not careful, we can develop a victim mentality. Everybody's the problem except me. People have a victim's mentality. They're hating on me. Why? Why are they hating on you? Because I wanted to do this. They wouldn't let me do it. Well, maybe you're not supposed to do it. Well, that's not what the Lord told me. Well, maybe the Lord's not telling you. Maybe it's you telling you. Can I have an amen? Can I preach here this morning, y'all? Can I preach here this morning, y'all? Because we got to grow up. Carnality is rampant through the church. And we got to mature beyond carnality. Strife, always fighting. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Some of us, and, and, I, and I'm saying this to myself too, we've got to learn to just stop caring about everything. I don't care. You sit in the front seat. I don't care. <laughs> People arguing over who's going to sit in the front seat. I don't care. You go sit in the front seat. I sit, I sit in the trunk. I don't care. Just, I just want to get to my destination. Is that all right? Can I have an amen? This is what happens. People strive. Strife is everywhere around us. And a lot of times it is, it is, it is connected 
to carnality, to people who have not grown up and matured in their life from a spiritual standpoint. He says not only strife, he says, and divisions among you. Look at that verse, look at that verse 3. He says, and divisions. And this is a big thing too, where you have divisions and fighting and different things like that. It's a sign that somebody's not growing up. Somebody's not maturing. Division is a sign of immaturity. Now, some things, there needs to be a cutting off, and there needs to be a dividing, and there needs to be a pulling away. I understand that. But Apostle Paul is addressing something here that's important for all of us to see. That if we're constantly in a place where we're causing division, we're around division, and division seems to follow us, we have to stop and say, man, if, am I doing something that's, that's causing this? Have I, have I not grown up in this particular area of my life? Division is not God's perfect will. If we're always, if, you're, if your home is always divided, you got to stop and say, man, something's going, going on here. Whether it is between the spouses, whether if you're a single parent, you're raising your kids, and there's, and there's always division between you and your kids, you have to stop and say, wait a minute. So it's time for y'all to grow up. You see, I said it's time for the kids to grow up. <laughs> you got to grow up. You don't get to have your way around here, son, just to do things the way you want to do them. Well, mama, I think I said, no, no, mama, nothing. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? You got to learn. We're trying to, and me and my wife talk about this often. We talk about, there ain't no, ain't no reasoning. No, ain't no reasoning. You know, I got, grown, I, got, I got growing boys, you know, so they growing up. Well, if they go too far, just come in here and get me. Because I still got a little strength in me. It's a little strength. It got to be clear that, wait a minute here, we're not going to have no division. This is what mama said. This is what daddy said. This is what I said. This is what we're going to do in the house. Well, praise the Lord. Let's go for it. Well, division. Somebody's not growing up. Somebody's not being mature. Somebody's being carnal. In a local church, it's the same thing. God has an order of things. He has a structure within the church. The church isn't just a free-for-all. He has a government. He's, in, he's, he's established government within the church, and there shouldn't be divisions among you. Our church went through some of that. Foolishness, it's carnality. I sit back, it's carnality. Everybody got to grow up, mature, be what God says we're supposed to be. Everybody take their rightful post and then function. Carnality should not run rampant within the church. Now, we're going to deal with this, but division should never happen. Generally, you have division because you have two visions. Division. If you have one vision, everybody's pushing in the same direction. Now you're going to flow. You can take this for business, home, church, marriage. Anytime you have division... It's because somebody's come up with their own vision and doesn't want to function within the vision that has been established. Can I have an amen? amen? And so we have to break that and you have to see that. I see it happening all the time. See it in business, see it in coaching. You see it. Somebody has their own vision. No, no, no. We got one vision. We flow with the vision. When you get division, 
It's because somebody's coming up with their own plan. Can I have an amen? And it's because they haven't grown up. And he said this, for if you, if for, for, for you are still carnal, for you were for where there are envy, strife, and division among you, are you not colonel and behaving like mere men? He's telling you, you're just behaving like mere men. And then look what he says. I love this. He says, when one, for when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, he says, are you not carnal? I love this. You know, because what happens is, and we see this, we have Lutheran churches, we have Methodist churches, we have this kind of church, and we have that kind of church. And I believe that God is moving in a lot of churches, in a lot of different ways. But one of the things that we want to do, even as your pastor, my prayer is that if you are following me, it is only because I am following Christ. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.